The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Hello. Hello, Hello Charles. Hello. Now, I just uh, want to call it first. I'm a little bit urgent about this. Oh, yeah. You're, you're jumping out of your chair there, Charles. Peter Dutton is gone. He's gone. He's gone. Really? Yes, he's gone. There is no way he's going to survive this latest. Okay. Uh, that's your big call. My big call is Elon Musk is not going to be able to rename Twitter to X. He's going to be stopped from doing the stupidest idea even Elon Musk has ever had, and there's a very, very high bar for that. But do you think maybe his trick is that he it will be something that was once called X, so everyone will call it, well, you know, the X. Oh, God, X, X, X. Yeah. That is X, X, X. That's a joke. All right, we'll get into those stories in a moment. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So let's start with Peter Dutton. Now, this is, this is a huge story. Essentially, what's um, been reported just hours before we managed to, to get together. And Anthony Albanese has been right on to this like a rash, as you would imagine. The federal police say that they briefed Peter Dutton when he was Home Affairs Minister on an investigation into allegations of bribery, right? They briefed specifically Peter Dutton. Yeah, the, who was the Home Affairs Minister. Who was the Home Affairs time. Minister at the time. And then, one month later, the Home Affairs Ministry. Peter Dutton's ministry, signed a contract with the guy who'd been uh, investigated for bribery. Yeah. Uh, it's not clear that he actually was responsible for the contract, but they sat down with Dutton and said, this guy is potentially bribing people. And then somehow, mm. a month later, um, look, maybe it was viewed as a good thing. Maybe, yeah. Look, I think, I think everyone's reading this wrongly. They're thinking, like, when you go to Peter Dutton, you say, hey, bribes, 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 right? He grew up in the Queensland Police Force. Oh. All he hears is stand-up man, stand-up <laughs> guy who pays bribes, right? And and so he probably then took the next month to track this guy down and give him a job. Like probably what was happening was he was being headhunted <laughs> by the minister. I think, that that, I think everyone's got this wrong and going, he was warned, he should have known, he shouldn't oh, have employed him. So you think maybe, it, maybe they were trying to sign him yeah, immediately? Yes. But he was trying to get more money out of another government. Moreover, I would say the police who briefed Peter Dutton probably also love bribes. I mean, they are police after all. I mean, we wouldn't want to yeah. uh, defame those specific police officers. No. But it is true, Charles, yes. that in the long history of the police force, yeah. one or two of them yeah. have got a fondness for money in brown paper bags. So you can see it's a sort of comedy of errors, right? Which is everyone went into the meeting thinking different things. Mm. You know, the police were there. They'd probably been told by their boss, you know, warn mm. Peter Dutton 
that this person gives bribes, the police yeah. have gone, oh, right, we've got to tell Peter Dutton that this guy's a stand-up bloke. Then they've arrived at the ministry. All Peter Dutton hears is bribes, bribes, bribes. And then, you know, and then and then it probably just pushed up his price. Charles, I, I want to take issue with that. I think that's a really unfair ref- reflection on Peter Dutton. I reckon that in his long history, nobody has ever bribed Peter Dutton. Do you know why? What would you get for it? No. What is it about Peter Dutton that makes you think, if I give this man a lot of money, he's going to have lots of power and authority to influence things in my favour. He's going to be able to charm people on my (laughs) behalf. Is that that a sensible way to spend the money? But but also, you know, you usually bribe people to do evil things, right? Mm. But I don't think there's anything... That Peter Dutton's done it could be more evil than what Peter Dutton's oh, already done. Oh, so you done. think he does it for free? He, he yeah, he just oh. he just goes, oh, you want me to do something terrible and and oppress a whole lot of people who are brown? You just go, I'm your man. I'll do it for for quits. I'll just do it for kicks, just for free. Well, that, yeah. that's a great basis of integrity, isn't it? So look, this is a guy called Mazamal Gulambabas Jani. He was convicted of paying more than 120 grand in August. Uh, uh, 2020. Yeah, so who was he bribing? He was bribing two now ruined government officials. Ah, Inclu- those people of unimpeachable integrity. Including an MP and government minister for favourable deals on phosphate mining contracts. The Guardian's reported this. And, I mean, the thing about Nauru, Nauru famously is a country you can pay money to get whatever you want. If you want them to run a gulag, Nauru, you just go and get the money and they'll open a fucking concentration camp. They fought, That's, I mean, for it to be a bribe by Nauruan standards. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who even convicted them? I'm very confused by all of this. And then, so this happened, and the federal government paid millions of dollars of tax, uh, taxpayer money to this guy, mm. even though, uh, even after he'd pleaded guilty. So even, it's not even an AFP report. <laughs> they actually, he was convicted. Yes. And they went, oh, look. Yes. Well, this is probably, the, so the AFP come along, they warn Peter Darton, look, this guy might be a bit dodgy. Peter Darton looks into it, discovers that this guy's already been convicted of, of bribery, and goes, he's our guy. He's our guy in Nauru. <laughs> uh, the good news is, Charles, he's not gone today. What? He's not gone tomorrow. Not a chance. There's not, not a chance at all. No well, way. He's on leave um, and his office has said he won't be commenting on the, uh, on the matter. So that's it. Yes. That's well, it. That's it's not going to go anywhere. It's over. It's a nothing burger. Although, check, check the bank accounts of, of people involved. <laughs> but, but, Dom, like, I do honestly think since 2001, Australians have repeatedly voted in favour of people who who do horrible, disturbing things to people seeking asylum, fleeing for their lives oh, yeah. across the world to try and c- come here. It's right? very popular. It's a very, very popular thing. So I'm wondering whether there's not a sort of essential truth to, and you know, and the reason why Peter Dutton is probably can rest easy, safe on his holidays is because you know, at the end of the day, you know, like. There is a sort of element of the Australian condition which goes, oh, yeah, we want to pretend that we're this non-corrupt, non-horrible country. But what we also want our politicians to do is hire the guy who bribes people. So so you think this is the story that's going to make Peter Dutton Prime Minister? Yes. So we're going to go, oh, this this guy's taking us back to the Rum Rebellion, at least the people who he's hiring for the government, his department's hiring, uh, because... It was simpler, wasn't it, when the entire country ran on rum? Yes. Except he's, for First he's Nations. He's cut from the same cloth as some of our greatest leaders, like... Um, MacArthur. MacArthur. And, you know, sheep's back. Yeah. Got rid of, I think, six different governors at one point. So, look, um, it's certainly on the government's radar. It's a wonderful free kick for, for Anthony Albanese 
mm. uh, as the voice continues to founder. Mm. Um, so I think it's going to be quite enjoying. And I, I really like that the company involved is called Radiance International because if you wanted to start a company uh, that might be involved in paying bribes, mm. there'll be nothing more ironic than Radiance. Radiance. The sunlight. You know, yeah. Sunlight's the best disinfectant. <laughs> uh, except in Radiance International. So, that's, so this is bugging a bubble away. I assume when Parliament resumes, whenever that is, um, they're going to at least attempt to, to get Peter Dutton on this. Or perhaps he will front Parliament and say, my fellow Australians, look at what I did. Aren't I electable? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Could well be. He's, yeah, Albo's going to suffer in the polls, isn't he? He's going to, like, he's already gone down in the polls. Senator Marine Fariki of the Greens is demanding a Royal Commission into these allegations. So if there's one thing we can be certain won't happen, yeah, it's a Royal true. Commission into these allegations. Nevertheless, yeah. it's pretty serious. Uh, Michaelia Cash got up and responded. Yep. She said, I'm aware of the allegations. Hmm. It's a matter for the Home Affairs Department. But <laughs> oh. shoved it sideways. Yeah. Did, did Christian Porter run the Home Affairs Department at one point? I, I don't just, know. It's Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison certainly did. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a thing if Christian Porter came back to a royal commission? Yeah. I don't know whether he was certainly a This might be his political revival. He's, Look, I was horrible to refugees. Yeah. I mean, I know there were all these terrible allegations in the flash line and all that, um, but I, be, I picked on some refugees. Yeah, look, I think Albo's going to be one-term PM. This is what's going to... Um, yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't. Uh, Porter was never Minister for Home Affairs. I mean, that's... That's his portfolio when he comes back, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, so that's uh, issue one. Issue two, mm. the bizarre decision by Elon Musk, and he's made many since yeah. he took over Twitter.com, to rebrand it X, the everything app. Uh, this is his, the big pitch. It's not just X, Charles. Mm. It's not just a stupid generic name instead of the world-famous Twitter. Uh, it's going to be an app that does all kinds of things. He believes mm. that uh, it will be able to be used for micropayments yes. and that it will take over up to, he says, half of the global economy. Half, he wants, yeah. of the global economy. And of all the things we would trust Elon Musk with at this point, everyone's financial transactions doesn't seem <laughs> top of the list. But the funniest thing about this, so they've, they've already rebranded the building. They're already, uh, I think, the, the app as we speak, is changing its logo. Mm. X.com they've bought. The problem is that uh, there's two problems. Firstly, in law, X is such a generic term that you can't trademark it. Mm. It, just, it just means basically anything. Uh, one a patent attorney said um, that there were 900 active uh, US registrations of the letter X. Mm. He counted in a, in a couple of minutes. And one of them is Meta, and it's specifically for social media. So the chances that everybody is going to sue Elon over calling Twitter X, pretty much certain. But wouldn't the argument be, well, nobody owns it, so therefore everybody owns it? Like, as you said, it's so generic. Clearly what we should do in response to this is rename the chaser Chaser to x.com. Yeah. .au, yes. And and just really go along for the ride. If it's that generic a term. I've got a whole theory about Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Which is he's actually brought on a new mode of accumulation. Like, So we had for 150... Watch out, Charles is going to talk about economic history. Go on, how about it? For 150 years, we had a thing called capitalism, mm. right, where what you would do is you'd create a sustainable business model based on, say, customers being happy. Yes. And you'd make more money than you spend, and then you'd reinvest those profits in making your owners rich, but also, you know, increasing the technology in your product and making it better, and so you made more money, right? Yep. And I think what Elon has done is he's actually invented a new form of capitalism. What a genius. Which is pump and dump. Oh. Pump and dump It's, the, it's crypto. Yes. Mm. It, what he's doing is... 
he's he, he's all these short term. So he's under threat from threads because 100 million people signed up and sure, only 5 million people still use it. But pretty, sure, pretty sure Threads is about to be renamed X, by the way. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, like, he, but he needs the next quick fix of people paying attention mm. to the network. And that's because he doesn't actually, he's not doing something like making his advertisers enough money that they feel like it's a good idea to pay him more money. Right? Yeah. Which is the standard model for social media businesses, for advertising businesses, anything that's selling ads, you want to be a good proposition to buy ads in. Sure. He can't do that. Like, he's destroyed that as a product. And, and he's taken it. Yeah. This is another another thing. Like, Twitter, people knew what they were buying. This yeah. is an even more unsellable product. So, presumably, the tiny number of advertisers still on there hmm. will flee at this point. So, but what, he, what he's done is he's made it so that well, now that his business model on Twitter is to own half of everything in the world, mm. the valuation of that, like even if even if it's a moonshot oh. one in a million chance, <laughs> the the statistics would tell you you might as well plow all your savings, That's life so savings, funny. into Twitter. So it's so stupidly audacious a plan yes. to have half of everything yes. that people will back it. Venture yes. capitalists what can't afford not to invest in it just in case. Just in case, in case it, it works. Comes off. Yes, and, and because he's got a track record of some things working mm. there's going to be enough people to go okay well i'll play i don't know 40 billion dollars into thing he makes his money back from twitter it doesn't have to have a good product right well, didn't didn't Same. pay didn't paypal well it wasn't that one of his earlier businesses yeah that, PayPal. that's where actually made his money on a few yeah. things that were, and so he does actually understand transactions unlike many other things yeah well that's what he wanted he wanted paypal to be called x back in 2003 he was the ceo of paypal he wanted to rebrand at x.com and the board said, no, that's a terrible idea. Because everyone and knows PayPal and it says what it does on the tin. Yeah. And they chucked him out as CEO, Peter Thiel, oh. the Facebook billionaire, took over as, uh, as uh, the head of PayPal. And Elon Musk, because Elon Musk wanted to be a, a, an everything app, he wanted to be like what WeChat is in China. Well, that's just the model, isn't it? Basically, yeah. you can do all the microtransactions you want. So you're a social network, you're a transaction hub, mm. you're, you're an Instagram, you're a songs thing, you're TikTok, you're everything yeah. on the one app. There's a few minor problems with that in a sort of Western liberal democracy. Like you don't necessarily have as much you know, government saying, yes, everyone's got to use WeChat. Because it's easier to then monitor people. Yeah. But, you know, like, um, you can iron those things out. Like, if you're Elon Musk, what you just do is you get, say, an authoritarian to be elected in the US and get rid of democracy as one of your steps in your business model to make X work. So, oh, God, is, he, is it really going to be RFK Jr., though? <laughs> can we have a less insane authoritarian? Like, no, it'll be Trump. I would it's happily Trump. take Trump over Trump. RFK Jr. What? That guy is no, absolutely oh, insane. Can I quote you on that? Have you read what he thinks? About medicine? Like, have you read what Trump does? I know. That's definitely a better the devil you know. And he is actually the devil, Donald Trump. Well, no, mate, no. So RFK is absolutely cuckoo. Okay, I'd love to examine this in more, <laughs> in more detail. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. But Charles, okay, so that's, it's an interesting so, so theory. My, my thought, it, my, but he's done this, it's not just Twitter that he does pump and dump with. Like the whole sort of Silicon Valley business model is based on pumping. And he's increasingly doing it. Like, and he does it with things that used to be sustainable. Like, so AI, so OpenAI, for example, is the chat GPT yeah. company. Which he used to. Which he, he yeah. pretended to found. I think yeah. he just put in $250,000 yeah. at the beginning. But he um, he's now set up this new company called XAI. Oh, which, fuck, everything's X. His he, kid's called X. The which poor he thing. claims is going to be the sort of intelligence engine behind this. Now, he doesn't have to make any money out of that. All he has to do is raise a whole lot of money from the equity markets, and he's ahead. And then suddenly he can start... The, the way pump and dump capitalism works is you have a whole lot of interlinking companies where you never really have to know if any of them are making money because they all have deep business relationships with each other. So XAI will be the brains behind all the stuff that Twitter is doing in terms of, you know, the everything app is going to be run by AI apparently. They'll have some massive contract with Twitter. So suddenly they look like they're getting revenue. Then suddenly Twitter's an AI company because it's using all the technology from XAI and they've got some exclusive deals. So suddenly that pumps that value up. And and it's just like this moving feast. It's a shell it, game. It does mm. not matter that you're not actually making enough money to sustain any of this because it's just a. It's almost religious. Like you just have to believe that that's what's going to happen. But isn't well, at least one of the big problems uh, at this point that an increasing proportion of the world thinks he's a dick and wants nothing to do with him or his products? Like which one is of the a, other one of the other narratives about what's happened with Twitter, which has been doing the rounds on Twitter, ironically and which has been quite convincing, is that basically the whole point of why he wanted to buy it was because he, he hated it mm. because it was where the left were. It was basically the, le- the little playground of the left online and the woke and the liberal and all the people he seems to despise. Mm. And he has essentially um, turned it into a, into a right-wing propaganda machine now. Like He's now set up a thing where a lot of the sort of right-wing commentators from there are getting money, like they're getting payments. And, and part of the tr- transition to X is, He's paying people if you even look at their profile as long as they've got the, the blue tick. So he's going to be pumping money to one part of the kind of speech ecosystem and that is going to push vast numbers of people away. So how can it be an everything app when he seems only particularly to want to make it one form of speech and an increasingly kind of marginalised and authoritarian and frankly fairly scary speech? Isn't he going to um, just sort of – Twitter so far hasn't been pump and dump. It's been um, destroy and leave as a, as a massive – Failure. So two things. Rupert Murdoch has been on this right-wing tilt well, for most of his life, but certainly since he launched Fox News in the mid-1990s, mm. he's made tens of billions of dollars out of playing in that exact space. Yeah, yeah but it's a niche, though. 
Well, it's a niche, but it's a, it's by far the most profitable cable news network. Oh yeah, in the world, and, and so, he's done it by polarizing America and, and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, yeah, and that's it's, fine, but it's atomizing. Isn't that the opposite of what Elon wants to do and, and put X in every but the, insert but, into every transaction? Isn't the point that if you're like Rupert Murdoch, like we may all hate Rupert Murdoch here in Australia, but seventy percent of our media is generated by Murdoch. Mm. You, like if you've got a business model, like you don't need everyone to force everyone to be like if if everything that you buy is on the X app, yeah. And so and that's the only way you can transfer money between people, and then suddenly, like yeah, well, also, sure, if, it's if, a right wing hellhole. It's but, also how you buy your toilet paper. But also, presumably, if, if it if the ten percent of hardcore Elonistas. Or twenty percent, or whatever it ends up being, use it. That will be enough to be a massively successful business if he can actually use the name, which I don't think he's going to be able to. But we will see. So, but I think the point being, what I find most interesting is that it never has to have a. You're right. There's a sort of element of destroy and and mm. disassemble. He never actually has to reach the point at which it's a sustainable. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It just has to look like one and then he sells it. And it just needs to keep going. It just Mm. needs to keep having more and more pumps pumped into it. And and I think it's a bit very Trumpian. Like, I think you're right. Every time he has to keep pumping it up, it it has to get more and more extreme. Yeah. And and that eventually unravels. But it can be decades before that happens. Yeah. We can all be dead. The really tough thing about this is that I, I know I shouldn't, but I still really want a Tesla. What do I do about Dumb. that? I know, I Dumb. know, it's terrible. It, it will definitely, it'll, it'll sense your left-wing leanings and it'll crash. You think the left indicator will stop working at some point? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it'll just take you into a wall. That's a cheerful note to end on. How curious from road. We're part of the Iconoclast network and um, is, is the chaser paying for a Twitter Blue account anytime soon? No fucking way. So I should think. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.